0: Welcome to Bridge in the Gap. I'm your host, Darion Henderson. We're continuing to highlight black history this month of February here in Myrtle Beach. We began telling you about the cornerstone of the black community, the black barbershop. This time we're going to shift over to the heart of the black community. Of course, we're talking about some good old soul food. I'm joined here today with Prince Bowens. He's the son of Mrs. Francis Bowens. That's the mastermind behind Mrs. Francis Kitchen that thrived back in the mid-1900s. Along with him, we have Mike Chestnut, better known as Big Mike. He's the owner and creator of Big Mike Soul Food, located right in the heart of Myrtle Beach. they serving up some goodies, some goodies that we have in front of us here right now. Fellas, thank you so much for joining me here. We really appreciate having both of you here. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation. We have a lot to talk about. But first, Big Mike,
1: since we're in your spot, you also have some food for us too, right? Oh, yeah. So what what do we have in front of us? Well, we got some uh, potato salad, mac and cheese, of course, barbecue ribs, fried chicken, candy yams, collard greens, lima beans, turkey wings, (laughs) corn on the cob, fresh corn um, muffins, and some... Well, I already said the ribs. Yeah, <laughs> a good variety there of soul food that we uh, is the staple of what we do every day. Yeah. Like, surely, surely, Caesar, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, all the good stuff. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All
0: the good stuff. Yes, all sir. the good stuff. Yes, and it looks good. I, one of the first places I came remember we talked about it before. One of the first places I stopped by when I got here to Murder Beach uh, was Big Mike's. So I'm like, I want some soul food. I'm gonna get some soul food. I'm like, am I gonna get it on the beach? It's a little bit too yeah. close to the beach. Talking about some soul food. Showed up here, and I'm man, I've been coming ever since. So uh, you have something very special here. We're gonna talk about that. But I want to begin talking about the past, right? Yeah. How we got here. If you right. don't know your past, you really won't have a future. Um, so we want to talk about Mrs. Francis Kitchen and Prince. That's your mom. Right. Um, and just reading about her story, I know folks who's listening to this, watching this, are going to be fascinated by it. You know, back in, like, the mid-1900s, around the time you were born, uh, you guys was opening up restaurants here in Myrtle Beach. Uh, can you just take us back to then and what went into creating the restaurant?
2: Well, uh, my mom was a cook on the beach, different family restaurant, uh, families, and uh restaurants and stuff. So she got her experience cooking for the white folks here mm-hmm. in the area. So then she decided, her and my dad opened up a little spot on 10th Avenue, which was called uh, Ten Top Alley. Uh, she had a little kitchen there, and they had a little jukebox and tables and stuff, and sometimes they served seafood outside with the oyster roast and the chicken balls. But uh, from there, they decided to move to the hill, which was uh, in 1959 and on Dunbar Street, uh, a place called Prince's Place. And uh, she started opening up a restaurant there. She had rooms in the back that were rent to um, some of the golfers and some of the waiters that were working the area.
0: And that's pretty cool too. When I was reading about that, you know, back in that time, uh-huh. you know, we talk about different places, Charlie's Place that was over there, you know, where a lot of black talents the only place they could actually perform and those sacred places. So we talk about the food places as well, you know, for your parents to have a place and say like, you know what? We're going to need some staff. Right. So we're going to provide housing for this staff as well. Um, it just goes to kind of like the mindset that your parents were
2: in too, right? Actually, but not for staff. If it's for the local people that work in the area. Oh, cool. Yeah. The golfers, uh, the caddies and the waiters and the cooks. It's the everybody. To stay. I mean, you didn't have a place for the black people to stay. Yeah. So the, rooms along the area and there was a casino which served food you know, so a little club bamboo uh uh your place it was called um patio, uh western pines, western pines what we call it back yeah. then so there were a few places in the area that uh, that served food cool
0: cool cool and in uh, 1978 um that's when word got out <laughs> i mean word was already out about the food but that's when kind of the masses started to hear about the food um and that's when it pretty much kind of changed the trajectory of folks coming out and, and, and checking out your restaurant right
2: right in 78 during that time uh white folks started coming through, yeah. and that uh that brought the name out and brought people different people in so that really uh exploded was mm-hmm. it's in 1978, 1980, in the
0: mm-hmm. early 80s. Yeah, Big Bite got a little bit of everything on, the, on this table. <laughs> but but, but, but what's, what's, what's some of the dishes that folks, when they walked in, they were like, listen, got that mac and cheese? <laughs> also what's,
2: the uh, fried chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah. We had the whole breast, you know, with the bones in it and uh-huh. stuff. Fried chicken, uh, fried pork chop. Uh, we had um, smoked steak, uh, barbecue ribs, meatloaf. My mom made one of the best meatloafs, really. Okay. I mean, that's real good. So, uh, did you how? make
0: it a certain way?
2: Well, they had that low? i to it it. To the
0: recipe. I'm just trying to. <laughs> <say that. laughs> well, just in
2: my cookbook, I have it. Okay, cool, cool,
0: cool, cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And you got to love that at Big Mike. You know, you have humble beginnings as well. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Uh, dishwasher at 12, uh, commercial cook 14. Right. So you, were, it was almost all already destined. And might I add, you're also, you know, for disclosure, city councilman for the city of Bertha Beach as well. So you kind of got your hands in a lot and what, about 48 years old, you decided to open up this. What went into your mindset to say, hey, you know what, after all of that, I want to open up my own restaurant here.
1: Well, you you know, I mean, when I was growing up and I used to, um, my mom and dad used to bring me through the hill, I guess you would say. And I would see the crowds and stuff over at um, Prince's Place there and, I mean, it, and it always just stuck with me, even yeah. though I went out and washed dishes and got me a job, you know, cooking somewhere else. I mm-hmm. always wanted to have my own little place.
0: Mm-hmm. So. What's some of the best dishes that you wanted to cook? Right? Well, I mean. Mac you were in the kitchen. You was like this, like this, this me.
1: Well, I, I would probably say chicken bog. I'll go okay. back to chicken bog. Yeah. I mean, mac and cheese is good, and I know how to do that, but <laughs> chicken bog is one of my favorite because uh-huh. it's one of those dishes where, you know. You can just about add your own little flavor to it. If you want right. to add a little smoked turkey to it or, you know, some uh, smoked neck bones or something to it, you can do it. So. And that's like a South Carolina staple, too. I I had never yeah. heard about chicken bog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> never heard
0: about chicken yeah. bog. until I got out here. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Is oh, yeah. it? Is it supposed to be sort of gumbo? Like, I mean, what what are y'all going for? How would you explain chicken ball? Because somebody who listens to this probably like, okay, well, what is it? Well, I mean, it's it's
1: a little country dish, but it's a, it's a dish that um, I guess you can say you, know, you can get all your ingredients right there in one in one <laughs> dish. I mean, you're gonna have your chicken, you're gonna have your sauces, you're gonna have your rice, and some people put a little bit of onions in it, a little bit of celery in it, but. You know, I just like the basics—just rice, chicken, and sauces. Yeah, uh, yeah. And when you
0: think about, you know, you starting your business back in uh, 2012 is when you started, it, right, correct? right. Um, knowing, you know, what you went through when you when you had to start. I mean, can you share kind of maybe some adversities you had to go through to even get this place?
1: Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was challenging. I mean, I, you know, I can tell you when. Wow. Let me. It, let me tell you the first little story. Okay. Well, when we first um, got this building here, and i never forget this. This is a true story. I went to the bank, went to open my account, had the money in my hand. Lady said, no, you can't open your account like that. You gotta have your EIN number first. I said, well, wait a minute. My accountant told me to do it this way. Okay. No, you gotta do this. And guy came to the door and said, oh, hey, Ms. Chestnut, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. I was trying to open my account and put some money in the bank so I can open my business. "Right." Oh, we can take care of that because it was Mr. Chestnut no don't do it because it's Mr. Chestnut yeah. do it because it's Mike right. and needless to say I left that bank right. and I went to another bank and opened my account and so here we are today. Because roughly around that time that you were the what, on the
0: City Council for what, at least 12 years 11
1: years at that point? Yeah probably at that point yeah huh. yeah because that was on yeah 2012 so
0: yeah. And that makes a difference you know because we hear about that so much within just the creation of pretty much everything you know black ownership right. black home ownership when it comes to redlining and all yeah. that, that type of stuff where you walk into the bank and it's like oh no we don't have it for you right. how important it was for you in that moment to say you know what i see what you tried to do yeah we're not going to do that and i'm gonna take my cash and take it elsewhere
1: oh yeah well i mean it was you know it was important to me to to let people know that you just can't treat people like that yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and then um I as i was always a kind of person who, hey, I try to to win with the information. You know, I always say beat people with the information and, and know what you, know what your rights are. Yeah. You know, you, you can't lose. So, um, But I was determined that we were gonna open this place and Absolutely. Big Mike Soul Food was gonna be alive.
0: And you did, so, man. Yes, sir. And you did, yes, they got it done. Yeah. Going back um, to when your mom and your parents were opening up, um, you also restaurant, clearly went from multiple locations. Uh, I know you were pretty young at that time, but what, what did you see as they owned the restaurant um, around that period of time?
2: My mom, she was, uh, she was special. Uh, my dad was, um, had tuberculosis. So he was in the hospital a lot. Yeah. So mom was, uh, she was everything, you know, and I look at, look at what she did, uh, trials and tribulations she went through and she stuck to it and um, I just admired her.
0: Yeah. And it went on for a long time too, when it comes to having a business. Because you know, as Big Mike knows as well. I mean, the first things people talk about when you try to open a business, well, you know, most fail within a year. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. So you hear it all the time. To last for decades, um, that says a lot.
2: Well, we were, she opened in '59, and yeah. we ended up closing I think around '93, '94 when we had the fire in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were out in there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Served a lot of people, met a lot of people, yeah. made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm.
0: And you say, Big Mike, we were talking a little bit earlier, folks still come up in here. Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey, I remember, remember that place? You yep. know, because maybe you don't know the name, you yep. know, but you
1: yeah. remember where it was, right? Yep. I, I mean, I have people come in here every, I mean, just about every every day or every week. Mm-hmm. Somebody come in here and say, hey, you know, we've been eating soul food on the beach, and um, there was a place over in the neighborhood, and they can't remember exactly. <laughs> and I go to tell them, oh, it was Prince's Place, or my Francis. We used to yeah. call it my Francis. Yeah, yeah it had two names. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, and it comes back to them. That's the place, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing how many people still talk about it. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And it means a lot because it just says about how much you all meant to the community around that time, right? I mean, how much people thought about, remembered the food, and still remember to this day, because one thing folks don't remember when they go somewhere, I remember that one place I went to and that food was bomb. (laughs) (laughs) And we kept going back. How does that make you feel, you know, knowing and hearing that, um, even though it's still not here in the brick and mortar sense, um, the legacy of what your mom left behind is still here? Oh,
2: that makes me feel real proud of what she did, uh, what she put me through, you know, how she taught me to uh, be a man and, uh, respectful, um, because in 1964, before Mowbrough High School was integrated, she was one of the mothers that pushed me, in the to push me to um, be one of the ones to integrate Mowbrough High School. Wow. So she wow. was uh, a very, very, very dynamic person. It sounds like it, it's just so amazing.
0: And also, we was talking about the recipes too, because we were talking about the food, because recipes are important. Um, and I read in an article from back then, uh, you said you had to go to, was it Mrs. Francis Art and Science University of Southern <laughs> Cooking. <laughs> what did you pass with? What was, what was, what was, what was the GPA? <laughs> was it uh, pretty high?
2: Full point. <laughs> <laughs> I, was able to, I was able to introduce some of my own little recipes and stuff into what she had uh, done, you know, kept making it a little, a little stronger. So. Yeah yeah it was good
0: and those are pretty hard um because even moving out here i'm from missouri um so you can't get home for every holiday right so normally i stick around here for thanksgiving and i remember (laughs) even what two years ago being on the phone with my mom and my auntie we on a a, a group phone call and i'm like listen now how you make this dressing so so i can't use jiffy (laughs) <laughs> make it regular <laughs> and then I have to get this and that and boil the water and pour some of this to do that and I'm like all oh, the sage and everything. It's a process trying to get all that for one to get the ingredients itself but then to get it all together and be like okay now I have to put this all together. That's quite 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 something. Big Wife for you how, how did you gather your recipes?
1: Actually, I I learned a lot of my inspiration and and recipes and stuff from my mom also. My mom was a cook here on the beach for a long time. Uh, She's since gone, but um, I still think about the time, um, you know, Prince talking about meatloaf. That was one of my favorites also, and that was one of the things that my mom used to make for me all the time is meatloaf. Um, But I never forget when I was working at the Yardarm years ago. um, I was trying to impress the uh, the chef, and I was going to cook a prime rib. And I had to call my mom and say, okay, what do I need to do? <laughs> but it worked though, because yeah. I impressed him. And that's actually how I became um started working on the on the line at the age of fourteen. Oh, cool. So
0: and as pretty sure we all can uh attain to this, it's even harder learning for black recipes too, because oh, yeah. there's no measurements. No, no. <laughs> I remember going back to the dresser, like wow. how much sage you supposed to put in there to taste? I'm like, well, <laughs> Half of it t- in the, i know who's t- 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 <laughs> you know? so i'm just going until it tastes like mamas in way or somehow it just makes it just so much harder though yeah. trying to like really get those recipes down but when you got it you got it though. you got it yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. that's how, that's where you? the on job trading came in real helpful because you know you could see what she was doing and kind of guess at how much she was putting in but um, yeah. yeah had to write some of those things down a lot of the time yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, how, and how it's for you too um because as someone who enjoys cooking as well, I'm always intrigued by people's ideas and their opinions about my food. How do you feel even when folks are coming in now in Myrtle Beach and, and, and testing out and giving you reviews? What kind of goes through your mind?
1: Well, you know, you, you try, to, try to get it just right. Yeah. And then you also try to make sure that you're involved with the staff and making sure that they're doing it the way you want it done. <laughs> so when that customer comes back three weeks later, it all tastes the same you yeah. know that's it that's important and and you know it's it's challenging at times but at the same time we've got it down now i think we've been doing it long enough to where um we've been pretty consistent and get some good reviews about it that's good that's oh, a good yeah. i say for one i enjoy it. <laughs> so right that's definitely
0: my approval but it also you have to get a 4.0 honestly Um uh, because we know your uh parents passed away in like the 80s um so for you to still even have the restaurant even, even after that, that's not a lot about people coming back, you know? Because right. one thing about people and food, if it don't taste like what it was when I came the first yeah, time, right. I'm, I'm not coming, coming back. back. Yeah, right. yeah, so um, even for yourself, you know, knowing that people came back afterwards, I'm pretty sure it has to bring you a little bit of joy, knowing that you, you did get a 4.0 and you, and, and, you, and, and you really listened and picked up on it too.
2: Yeah, I also have to give the credit to my wife, Yeah. her mom, and her sister right I mean, all of those ladies really uh, taught me about cooking and stuff. So it was my mom, basically she was the leader, but there was other ladies that were involved in uh, my learning.
0: Absolutely. And we talk about, um, as we're talking about right now, the recipes right. and try not to lose the recipes. Oh yeah, A lot of people um, in my generation, you know, we have a lot of uh, conversations and concerns sometimes mm-hmm. of Losing recipes because we don't really ask the questions that we need to be asking right. about what does it take making this? Me being on the phone with Mama like, so how you make this? Some folks just go to YouTube okay. <laughs> <laughs> and no <Laura> one knows what <laughs> with Jamie from 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 Massachusetts yeah, yeah. how 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 you know her grandmother made it and, and how that's different from what it was in missouri and then also yeah. down south of south carolina it's just so different now so how i mean past just passing it down you know um speaking it or being in the kitchen how do we pass down those recipes nowadays
1: well i think um I, I'll, I'll give you an example i mean me and my son we we spend a lot of time cooking in the kitchen he worked here full time with that's me it. and so i mean he knows about what i want and that little to taste thing <laughs> um you know and you got to kind of tweak it a little bit and play with it a little bit but um i don't believe in um putting things in a i guess you say for everybody to see it um i'll come around and say okay put a little bit more of this in it or, or i'll put a little bit more you yeah. know what i'm saying Did you know it is
0: about taste yeah <laughs> give me so, a fork exactly.
1: so
0: i can come check it out we were talking about before too just how i guess the dynamic of cooking is changing yeah. too you know Oh man, fried, fried chicken. They were putting that in grease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like the actual, like, like the white grease if you have to sit and wait till it, like, you mm-hmm. know, goes out. Nowadays, folks so just get in the air fryer, popping it in there, pressing, and then walking off. It just changes the whole dynamic and the and and the love of soul food because we know what goes into soul food is really your hands. It's yes, getting sir. in the, the nitty gritty of yeah. it, right? Yeah. 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 What's your thoughts on kind of like the dynamic of? of how cooking is changing nowadays.
2: Well, it really, it really has from when, when the time I was uh, in the kitchen. But uh, you gotta merge yeah. the what's going, What's happening now and what happened in the past. And then you get the best product out of those past, present, future, and you make good product. But um, yeah, you gotta use both of them. Air fryer. it's so fast, you know. You almost don't need a stove now. <laughs> you gotta get air fryer. <laughs> You really don't. And it's like, all of it, it's like a little Easy-Bake ovens oh, in a way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. like, that's just my generation. I had an Easy-Bake oven back then. Let me go ahead and put it in the yeah. oven again. The thing is, You're not going to get that flavor. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, that, that
0: crispiness. On. I mean, air-fried chicken wings are pretty good, but there's oh, nothing yeah. like putting it into some grease and frying it hard and frying mm-hmm. it twice. I'm all about that. I'm all about it. Um, so when we talk about, you know, um, restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, food can be one thing to bring folks back. Um, a lot of times it's also about the vibe as well. Yeah. You know, it's about the, 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 the energy, the customer service. Um, what was kind of the vibe back then in the place? Was uh, the music playing, was people, you know, a lot of people, we didn't have our phones back then. Yeah. So folk actually talked to one another <laughs> when they sat and ate dinner, it wasn't on Facebook. How was, how, how was it back then?
2: In the restaurant that we had on uh, Carver Street, we basically focused on black history. So we had a lot of artifacts in there about and pictures and stuff, and they had some old Jet magazines and had uh, pictures on the wall about uh, about different areas, and so it was about um, we wanted that 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 type of um, atmosphere in our restaurant to be feel at home, come in, you know, and and get good vibes from there. Yeah, we had a jukebox. Man. We did have a jukebox in the restaurant. Got a little jukebox. Time, <laughs>
0: What was like the number one thing that he's was playing, like James Brown and stuff, or?
2: Uh, there was a lot of stuff back then. Now, there's so many good artists back yeah. then, yeah. I Like a lot.
0: That's cool, that's cool. And we were talking too, you know, when you think about over there, once again, Charlie's Place, yeah. and I, I was thinking about even putting this series together. I'm like, fool, fool. We talk so much about Charlie's Place. Charlie's Place, rightfully so, yeah. gets a lot of attention here in the River Beach community, but I'm thinking like, hmm. <laughs> Black folk out having some fun. <laughs> We need to eat. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, so where do yeah. we go? So, yeah. I'm so happy we can find that out. Mike, for you, um well, I know for you, I mean, do you have to have a vibe in here? The line be outside long, just, you know, <laughs> well, to go. But what type of vibe do you go for when folks walk in? What, what What do you want them to walk in and say about your place?
1: I, I just want people to walk in and say that they've eaten some good soul food and they want to come back or go tell somebody else about it. And you and you hear that a lot, too, because, I mean, sometimes I'll have people come in and say, oh, my friend – from um, D.C. told me I had to come in and if I ever got to Myrtle Beach, so, you know. And, and we do have people come in sometimes. They'll play our little jukebox up front and yeah. I, I've had people get out there and be dancing and singing happy birthday and stuff. And, <laughs> and, and it's amazing, the crowd will get in with it. Mm-hmm. But during the summertime, you can't do that. Because everybody <laughs> be like, I want my food. Yeah. Y'all leave that dancing and stuff alone. Well, I want my food, so.
2: But,
0: Which is is really good, I mean, because it just gets you just into the vibe. I mean, because that's what soul food is, just having a good time. Yes, sir. As we know, when you eat something, you know, that's good, especially if, like, uh, Thanksgiving or something make you do a little good, a little (laughs) wiggling. You know what I mean? You just feel good about all of it, all of it, all of it. And how did you kind of figure out the direction that you wanted to go in? You know, because there's so many directions to go in, right? Yeah. How how, how, how did you kind of find your own lane within it all?
1: I, I think I, you know, so when I first started, I was working at another place and we were doing seafoods and stuff. But I always came back to seeing the crowds over at Prince's Restaurant. Yeah. And I said, "Wait a minute now. There's a there's a reason why they got a crowd over there. They had good food and it was what people wanted.
0: Yeah.
1: And then like Prince said, I mean, that's where I, I get a lot of white folks in here. Yeah. They're coming in and I said, "Wait a minute now, you know." It's black home? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you in Myrtle Beach? Yeah. i said yeah you know yeah. so you know i see this. that's that's all nah. Nah. I, I just want somebody to come in and enjoy it and have a yeah. good time and uh. well maybe it can be a little deceiving though cuz outside you know yeah. you got you got, that,
0: you got the sign with the with the oh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about like <laughs> sofu cool.
1: you got a funny story about it please tell us about it please tell us. <laughs> <people. Well, laughs> Uh, We first decided to do soul food. And, um, you know, we was talking about the sign. And the sign was here when we got here. Uh, Surfboard. And um, somebody asked, wait a minute. uh, Surfboard and soul food don't go together. (laughs) Guy with the sign guy, he said, no, we can make it work. We can put Big Mike soul food on there. But then we started thinking about it. We said, soul food. And we're at the beach. The surfboard goes with the beach. So there we go. Surfboard in the beach so we work. got soul food at the beach make it work what goes to your okay. mind when you hear that <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we well we have a lot of a uh, lot of um um yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, we have a lot a lot of restaurant lifeguards come to the restaurant uh-huh. so um we we don't know the surf thing you know uh-huh. surfers and lifeguards and
0: so i guess it all kind of comes together it does well let's be honest nobody's eating soul food and then going on the pool. <laughs> i mean <laughs>
1: Anyway,
0: (laughs) 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 maybe, maybe like before, you know, something, I don't know. You got to serve for it first and then come eat. (laughs) Yeah, it'd
1: be tough if you came first now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I love that story. So we had to tell you about that. But um, also about soul food as well. You know, we talk about, you know, even at the beach and people recommending it. Um, As we all know, when it comes to soul food, people are very particular Mm-hmm. Um, so for people to be recommending it to other people and saying, "Oh, oh when well you go down there," because as we know, this is South Carolina, yeah, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, give me some seafood. You know, mm-hmm. last thing I want is fried chicken, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. but they still come here and they get recommended by it. What goes through my hearing that? You know, that people say, "Yeah, hey, you know, I come to South Carolina. I also want my seafood. I also want
1: my, you know, buffet. You right. know, with all the crab yeah. legs, but I also want some good soul food too." Well, I, I think I think it makes you feel good that to know that. You know, people I, I think people in their mind say, well, this is the kind of food that I've grew up on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Comfort food. And yeah. comfort food and, you know, hey, but it, it's, I've had one guy, he said, no, if you ever talk to my mom, don't tell my mom this, but your food's a whole lot better than my mom's food. I <laughs> oh, said you thought well, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I don't want to start no family feuds or nothing, but yeah. but again though, you know, like I said, what brought me around the you know I, I went to culinary school i've done the the foo-foo stuff and mm-hmm. but what brought me back to soul food was seeing the lines and stuff and knowing if, if miss francis can do it back in the day i can do it today we uh, now we don't have the 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 um cast iron frying pan <laughs> on the stove no more. We got fryers now, but now they got air fryers. But, yeah. but still, yeah. you gotta put that love and in, in, in care into your food to make it real. You gotta care about what you're doing. I always tell people, I'm not gonna eat nothing that I wouldn't I wouldn't sell nothing that I wouldn't eat. So I wanna make sure it's right from the beginning and put your love and your time in it and stuff. That's true soul food, but.
2: The so food brings back some the memories. You know, yes. Some memories, some good yes. Memories.
1: That's some good food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yes,
2: sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. So it, it, it almost kind of, you know, we called this series Bridging the Gap, but it also kind of bridges the gap with both of you all situations, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, when you talk about people coming here and when they eat and you're like, oh, this reminded me oh, yeah. of your yeah. spot. It just, yeah. it just bridges that gap and just keeps it moving forward. So I'm just so happy to have both of you here. Um, last question, you know, we talk about soul food. You mm-hmm. know, food in general, but definitely soul food. How do we keep... Um, the soul, the soul
2: within soul food. Start with you, Prince. That's gonna be an individual thing. Yeah. Um, uh, what you put into your cooking, uh, what you know about cooking, uh, where your recipes come from—it's what you do with the, with the album that you have to make it taste good. You know, it's gonna be an individual.
1: Big okay. Mike, what you well, think? I, I, you know, I, I agree with what Prince said, but I think also. You've got to, I mean, yeah, technology brings changes, but at the same time, if those changes are going to take away from the flavor when you're cooking for the masses, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might just have to take your time and instead of using the air fryer, that might cook chicken in five minutes. I don't know. I've never used one. Oh. But I'm going to take, <laughs> take my time and cook my breast for yeah. ten minutes. I'm going to cook my wings for about six minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm going to take my time and do them right and oh, make yeah. sure um, people enjoy it um, and, and then they get the good flavor that you want them to have and the good crispiness that you want it to have and you know so Cause you know soap food takes time yes sir yeah, it yes, takes
2: sir. time oh yeah can do it right
0: I know yeah. I mean grandma used to have it going while we at church and you know church right. gonna be by eight hours anyway so, <laughs> 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 and we get home, it food <laughs> still. <Sorry. laughs> so we're just trying to figure it out. Fellas, thank you so much for joining us here on Bridget the Gap. I yes, appreciate sir. it so much. <laughs> thank you guys know. so much for having us. <laughs> Man, listen, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I definitely enjoyed it myself. We're gonna have so much more Black History spotlights right here on WMBF News every Tuesday of February, starting at 5 a.m. on WMBF News today.